You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Speaking of ACC, we didn't look too good. That's bad, yeah. All right, let's do that. Let's... Somber pod. A somber pod. Damn, damn, fuck, damn, fuck. Fuck. All right, ready? Gotta get it out. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington. Uh, on episode number 91, Zach, mm-hmm. you definitely have a little somberness to you, it seems. So, But we're going to carry on. We will get to that. Obviously, there's things to talk about at this time. But, uh, Zach, episode 91, we were just conversating pre-pod about what athlete was going to get the naming of 91. By the way, we're getting close to 100. We're going to have to figure out what to do there. We'll have to talk about that. But that being said, we are talking... And a couple options for number 91. And uh, what were some honorable mentions you were throwing out there? All right. So in the 90s, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a defensive lineman. Wrong. Uh, You said Dennis Rodman. So there's one. That's who the episode. I guess we're going to. He won. He won. Honorable mentions. Kevin Green played for the Steelers as a linebacker slash lineman. Played for the Panthers. Played for somebody else. He just passed away, but he, uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure he is. And also, Justin Tuck, somewhat of a more modern player, but, uh, I wore his face mask in high school football. Has a bunch of lines in it. My helmet was too big, but I had a cool face mask. I remember that face mask on, uh, one of our fullbacks, Georgia's fullbacks, uh, a couple years back. And mm-hmm. it was just like always he came out and I was like, God, what a aggressive looking face mask. Yeah. Imagine getting your fingers stuck in one of those little oh, holes. That sounds awful. Yeah. Being um, a lineman is awful. <laughs> and I heard Michael Irvin talk crap to linemen. He was like, all you have to do is block for three seconds. Well, I got to go out here, bust a move, catch the ball, kill up field. I was like, okay, okay, brother, okay. Wide receivers could finish a game with one catch for eight yards, and, like, people don't even, like, notice it. But a lineman has to, like, block 60 to 90 to 100 times a game. They're on the every play doing something, every single play. So, Helmet-to-helmet yeah. contact, face-to-face, 300-plus brown guys. Football is hard for a lineman. I would love to go run, you know, an out route, you know. I would love to just do a post and look and catch a ball. A little tight ends, Zach. A little jump ball battle, a little one-handed grab. I mean, the tight end has a block on least He gets to run out and play a little little receiver at a, on occasion. I think I could block better than Tebow. I mean, I think I could block better than Tebow, and I weigh about 300 pounds less than Tebow. Chop. Chop. The just legs. chop. Chop the legs. As long as they're not engaged with somebody else, perfectly legal. Chop the legs. <laughs> Zach is telling you how the technical way to think. chop the legs. Dude, chop the legs. I was a chopper too. It's not like I needed to chop every time, but a well-timed chop block. Whew, when they're not, you can take it. out the whole defensive line with one block because you're on the ground. Make Here comes the linebacker. Up. He wouldn't expect people to be laying on the ground, and then linebacker goes down. Fat guy falls over. 
four people on the ground, one chop block. Pile up. Five yard rush. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm in a lot better mood now than I was when I was thinking about Clemson a minute ago. But we'll get back. We'll Dennis get back Rodman. to that. <laughs> anyway, so Dennis Rodman. Yeah, so we decided that Dennis Rodman was going to be the the one because we did have a relevant story that I recently saw. Uh, I follow some guy on Instagram, Bob Minnery. He's some dude, you know, he he's, you know, trying to be he's an internet famous guy. Cause you know, nowadays you don't have to work. You just gotta make content and then put it on Instagram and stuff. And that's all you gotta do. You'll make money somehow. But uh so he does a podcast called the Fulson Podcast, and he actually interviewed Dennis Rodman recently, and Dennis Rodman was Quoted on his podcast, and it was sort of discussed across Fox on ESPN some, uh, said that Dennis Rodman said that Phil Jackson told him that he is the best player he's that Phil Jackson ever coached. And so, Zach, I was wondering from you, what do you think about that? Is that legitimate? I mean, obviously Phil Jackson coached Michael Jordan, so... I I think it just has to do with... <clears throat> the only explanation is, like, Dennis Rodman did everything Phil Jackson asked of him, like, from a coaching perspective. There's guys, like, I can give you an example from a team I played on. So we had a the, the dominant player, let's compare him to Michael. This guy was the best player at basketball. He was better than all of us. He could score the most. He could literally had all these skills. He could dribble, cross people over. He could shoot. and But his form was a little weird but he was clearly the best player on the team. Obviously, coaching him is one thing. But then we had another player who, it was his first year playing basketball, which he was a sponge, and he took up all the advice that coach was giving him. All the, everything that coach would tell this player, he would do perfectly as, like, he was coached progressively, just getting better and better at basketball. So, which one of those players is more coachable? More it's, enjoyable to the coach. It's, it's not even enjoyable. Which one is more receptive to the message you are putting out on the floor? Like, the guy who knows nothing about basketball and you're teaching him the fundamentals and how to cut back screens and box out and rebound and you're teaching him how important it is? Or the guy who's a walking bucket who really doesn't need you to coach him and can still drop 30 points and win you the game? So, Michael Jordan, after like two or like six years in the league, He's he's Jesus with a basketball, and he's out there doing whatever he wants. And then Rodman just has 100% hustle all the time, and he's in shape, and he doesn't care about putting his body on the line. Phil Jackson's like, I want you to dive horizontally and save the ball. Guess what? Dennis Rodman will horizontally dive and save the ball. So, hey, that's what I think. I think that's what the context of the – statement actually is obviously people are just going to say Rodman's not better than Jordan or Scotty or Kobe or Shaq. Yeah, or... we're running behind. Everybody's got to run with that <laughs> conversation piece. So, I can't help you there, but I've made the argument for it, I guess. But we found the relevance for Dennis Rodman <clears throat> have a topic, obviously. We just something. But anyways, so Zach, obviously, we are now in college football season coming up on week two. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But then we're also going to talk a little about a little bit about NFL Week One, uh, a little fantasy football. But before we get to all the football talk, there is some football talk we must Foot, get to. Football, some football, some local Greenville Triumph news. We didn't talk about them last week because, in all honesty, 
it was really hard to talk about the boys at that time. We had been on a four-game losing streak, hadn't won a game since July. It was struggle time, Zach. But we have bounced back. The team found, came together. Big win this past Friday night. Uh, played Toronto. They came down from, uh, you know, up above in the... the they, dude, played... Of course, I'd miss get half first half, but according to uh, Ryan and Andy that attended first half, they said they played the O Canada anthem as Old well. Canada. So, which is just like, shout out the Triumph playing the O Canada anthem for the guys. But yeah, Toronto coming down. Uh, we win 3 0. Team that was struggling to score. We put three in the back of the net. Third one mm. I witnessed in second half was a little bit of a duty goal, a little deflection. But at the same time, dude. in your mouth, 3 0. Huge. Donnelly with the start, Zach. <laughs> No, you like that. We yeah. all obvious. JJ. He always uh, is a spark of energy. So, I mean, why not give him the start? You're on a four game skid. Well, we were talking. Me and Andy were talking about that. It's like he gets out there and like Lomas is a great. He he scores gold uh, goals. Obviously, league leading goal scorer for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just been lackluster on energy, and he's been we've been having to run him out there every game because we have don't have Lachlan to put in. So. But with Donnelly, man, we put him in at, at uh, attack and, like, start him up top. He has nothing but energy. He's playing aggressive the whole time. He has one goal. Aaron Walker gets a goal off of Donnelly assist. Aaron Walker has two at the end of the night. Um, so, great win for the team. Dallas J back in goal. Clean sheet for him. Um, I think this is what we need. Right the ship, especially <clears throat> at a right time, Zach, because we were teetering. In the, in the standings. Did you see a uh, U.S. national team had the uh, World Cup qualifying? I think last night they, they had a draw 1-1. One, one, one. Um, Zach Steffen on uh, COVID protocol, I'm pretty sure. No, Weston McKinney was out on COVID Zach protocol. Zach Steffen, too. I, think and you, I guess Zach Steffen. I guess um, you, uh, I think you were on backup keeper as well. You got the draw. Forgive me for not remembering who they're playing. But it's still, it's an exciting time in U.S. football. For uh, many reasons, because we really haven't had a World Cup to care about. <laughs> I mean, we had the one run in 2012, but we haven't had a World Cup to care about, at least with the talent that we have now. We have drastically improved from a talent standpoint. We have players on international clubs in all the major leagues, essentially, or at least the two that really matter. So, I mean, it's exciting, even with the draw, COVID, we'll see how the team continues to. Remain its integrity, but uh, U.S. national team got to start. They got to start winning, though. Get a couple wins, definitely qualify. I think this is a team that can qualify, but yeah, you got to start winning the home games, especially losing that first uh, draw on at El Salvador, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, losing or drawing at home is tough, you got to get three points out of that. So, but the triumphs were in the same place. We need these three points at home. We got two home matches, got one Saturday with uh chattanooga who is in third place in second place one ahead of us right now they're sitting at 31 points union leading the league with 34 points which is just god union but uh greenville with the win takes third place at 27 points puts us one point above i think like probably four through seven four through eight um so that's huge. And uh, get the game against Chattanooga, if we can get three points there, we'll be like one point behind them. That'll be huge. Uh, and then we get another home game next Sun, the following Sunday 
Uh, so yeah, Triumph really have the season ahead of them right now, but this is the time you got to start winning. You got to build off the momentum you got from Friday. So go Greenville Triumph. I think we're going to be in the playoffs. Just got to get that home home game for the first first game. Um, so all right. Well, we've delayed it long enough, Daniel. College football. Daniel's excited. I mean, <laughs> hey man, I am. I'm not here. He's excited for his team to go one for two for field goals and only he, I score was about to say, on here's a pick the six. thing is, so we're going to, let's, let's obviously, let's just address what the, we're going to start on. Game day in Charlotte, probably the biggest game of the season, regular season, maybe of, uh, you know, the past couple regular seasons as far as 3-5 matchup. Haven't seen something like that since I think it was like 2016 or something. So, huge game. Georgia Clemson, we talked about it a bit last week. We talked about it a lot last week, honestly. But I have nothing to say off this game, really, because there's not a lot to talk trash-wise. Like, Andy went to the game. He said that there was fans, Georgia fans in the stadium talking trash. People want to talk trash across the country, I know. But it's like, man, if you're a Georgia fan, I don't know what trash you have to talk when you win 10-3 and don't score an offensive touchdown. That being said, I am thrilled by this team i'm thrilled by this win i'm thrilled for the program thrilled for the guys the guys deserve there's so many people on this team that were there as a freshman when we got the you know the second and 29 with bama and tua the the year after with the Jalen thing so like this is a team that has known some heartbreak and just to be able to pull out a game like that is huge because it was i told andy the stage was set in the fourth quarter when y'all are down 10-3 and you get the ball multiple times. Like, y'all had, oh, man, I was terrified y'all were about to come back, drop a couple touchdowns on us, and win the game. So, stressful if you're a Georgia fan, but you did ink out the win. And I don't think, as a Clemson fan, I don't think, I don't think this is something that you say, oh, my God, everything's awful. I think it's, I think it's something you say, okay, we know where we're at and we need to improve. But your defense is at the point where they can keep you in the games while the offense gets to the point where it needs. Um, Zach, how did you feel about the game overall? Um, I was just trying to put together my top five saddest moments of the game. Of the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure three of them were in the fourth quarter when we didn't move the ball at all with a chance to win the game. Pretty sure one of them was the pick six. I'm pretty sure another one was all the sacks. I can't differentiate the sacks because there were so many of them. Seven and, total sacks and, for the Georgia defense. And throwaways defense. and just folding over at the quarterback position and you know no, top one saddest moment. Final drive. The truck stick from your uh, running back. Zamir. Oh my Zeus. gosh. Top one saddest moment of the game right there. But anyways, um, initial thoughts. I'll just, uh, here's my top initial thoughts. Without before the game, regardless of the winner, one, I'm over this neutral site baloney. I know, I love a neutral site. No, no, you don't. Because imagine if Georgia won that game between the hedges, it's cool. I if we're just gonna do it, give me back and backs, give me Georgia at home and Clemson. Because here's the thing, I only got six home games to go to this year. Like, I'm not going to Charlotte for a neutral site game, those are exclusivity in a smaller stadium. Give me at home, give me home and homes. Give me home and homes. I'm over. Like, Alabama was playing Miami in Atlanta. Both teams have to drive north to a game. It's not You're not cutting the distance. You should play in Jacksonville. But they still pack those stadiums out every time. I don't care. Home and homes. 
That's why we have the term home and home. It's not home and I'll meet you 10 hours or three hours the opposite direction. So regardless, I'm not happy about that. Second off, obviously not the scoring game we thought it was going to be. No, we said shootout. We were both wrong. We said smash the over. You should have smashed the over under 3 billion times. Good old football game. That is 19, 1900s football. That is classic football. If Alabama and LSU played this game, it would be touted as the best game of all time. <laughs> Their fans would be crying. It was so beautiful. <laughs> this, this would have been on ESPN on repeat for weeks. All day. Game of the century. We have lived. The, wasn't the game of the century 9-6 to six or something like that? National what, championship. Wasn't Bama, that LSU, the score 9-6? Yeah. So, so this, what brought about the playoff? I mean... Honestly, it was a boring game. It was boring. I it mean, was it was boring. a defense. Like, obviously, you, I was tied up emotionally. I was like, if you're a fan of the two teams, like, that's an emotional game that's just, like, got you on your edges of seat. But, like, as far as, like, if you're a football fan, not a beautiful game. That being said, some people who actually, like, if you're a deep football fan, you enjoy watching good football. Bro, I'm, I don't know about you. I love watching some defenses have some great play. Like, defensive pressures. Like, y'all's defense was doing, man. Like, y'all's defense was in our mouth. Y'all, we stroke. I think, as Georgia, I think that was considered, y'all Y'all stifled our run game. I mean, I mean, just how I opened the pod. Y'all went one for two on field goals, and you scored on a pick six. Like, and, I, and that's where I'm going to, I don't think, I think both defenses are good, and we're going to do really well against inferior competition going down through the season but i also think both offenses did not look very good and i don't think i yes that's a product of the defense but i also think especially more so on clemson's side georgia as well <laughs> it's, a not, it's a little concerning uh, uh, concerning i will say, georgia a lot of injuries like top probably four receivers and stuff were out as far as tight ends and stuff but that being said we have other players and like everybody else step up. You got to step up and play. But I do think too, when you're playing that type of defense, it's like some team you see across the, across the nation with week one, some teams offenses start out slow and then get better towards the end of the game. It's hard to get better when like literally you can't breathe. DJ literally can't breathe. Justin's like JT's like, man, I can't even get the ball running to start a play action. Like we just have to throw the ball, which is not what George is wanting to do. Exactly. Like, both teams are out of script a little bit offensively. Where like if Clemson, y'all we all are struggling to run the ball. Like y'all had two rushing yards total. Like when you can't run the ball as Clemson, like y'all's offense really does struggle to go. Because I do think a lot of what y'all do is predicated off the run and the QB run. Like y'all didn't run DJ a lot. Um, no, so. horrible play calling. Horrible play calling. None of the touch passing. None of the pre-play motion that we've done for uh, seemingly this whole like national title run. It was. Uh, Really not that I mean there were rushing attempts, I guess, if you want to consider twenty rushing attempts across the board, a lot of attempts. Yeah. But no. DJ went nineteen for thirty seven. When your quarterback has thirty seven passing attempts, you usually lose the game. Yeah. And there was miscommunication between him and receivers. There was badly poorly thrown balls. There was throwaways all the time. Offensive line was non existent. Um I mean, it's it's really it's it was demoralizing to watch because even with repeated chances to win the game, a a previous Clemson team, a Trevor Lawrence led, a a forgive me Deshaun Watson led Clemson team 
would have won that game. They would have. Even maybe a Kelly Bryant team would have been able to run down the field and move the ball. But, DJ. And it just made me... I know NIL is new, and I know great for the players making money. It infuriated me to watch DJ play so poorly in Dr. Pepper commercial every time he's in the Dr. Pepper commercial. And I'm like, you you literally played in two games last year. You're you're in a primetime commercial, and you are playing like doo-doo garbage. Hey. <laughs> doo-doo oh, and garbage. The NIL, like, there's maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, man. I think both teams have a lot. Like, both teams have the, the season is still ahead of them. Clemson, get to the ACC championship, win that, you're in the playoff. You know, so forth and so forth. I think, and obviously what happens across the league, uh, across the nation, really with college football, what's going on with the rest of the conferences, Ohio State looked like, you know, their typical self did start a little slow against Minnesota. Mo uh, Ibrahim goes out early in the second or late in the second quarter, which is just unfortunate for Minnesota. I think that was the bone that broke uh, their back. And the they, they almost, I think they would have won that game if Mo doesn't go out um, on Thursday. So that was really good. Friday night, North Carolina opens Zach with Virginia Tech, and they lose 10-17 on the road. Like, that's tough. Number 10, I mean, the ACC alone, let's go. I mean, we might as well go ahead and talk about, I mean, before we even get to the Miami game. But you also see your Duke boys lose at Charlotte. Stop scheduling games on the road at these little schools, people. It's terrible decision. South Carolina's going to ECU next week. I'm terrified for my boys. Because they start out Shane Beamer's great, uh, you know, season great, forty-six zero against Eastern Illinois. Zeb, the the assistant graduate quarterback, comes in uh, for Doty one week and four touchdowns. Looks great. So, but you got to go play ECU next week. That's tough. Duke, ECU got blown out though. They by did, Coastal. but uh, but in Duke, can't go play Charlotte and lose. Like that's the problem. Don't go play at Charlotte. Um. The, the Bama game, and um, like with the ACC in general, like Duke and North Carolina lose, Bama, looks. Georgia Tech lost to Georgia Tech Illinois. lost to another nobody. Uh, Boston College looked really good against Colgate. That was one team that at least in the ACC looked good. Miami thrashed, throttled. We had like six different words to use to explain that beating. Oh, it was just... 44 to like 13, but it was even worse. It looked worse than that score indicates. Top one sad moment for Miami that game. Getting stuffed on fourth and one, giving up a 95-yard pass play two plays later. Oh my gosh. I saw that. I was looking. I was like scrolling through trying to see which game I was switching the second TV to. Uh, just because, you know, you flip through multiple games occasionally. And uh, I was like, oh, look, Bama's right there. They're on goal line. They may get like a – Miami could get a safety. And then, bang, it was the first play that happened when I turned it on. It was, I was like, oh, my Go God. Go for it on fourth and one, Manny Diaz. Stuffed. Two plays later, 95 yards. So, uh, the Heisman candidates, Sam Howell, did not look good. DJ did not look good. Spencer Radler looked all right. Spencer uh, Radler – listen – Tulane nearly went into Oklahoma. Now they were spo- Oklahoma is supposed to play at Tulane due to Hurricane Ida, uh, you know, ish, uh, things. Uh, they had to move that game, and obviously thoughts and prayers of everybody out there in, uh, in New Orleans and up the coast. And uh, you know, even in Central, it, that that has caused flooding across the nation. So really, you know, thoughts and prayers to anybody affected by that, family members and whatnot. Um, but uh, Tulane goes to Oklahoma nearly wins 35 to 40 
Um, Spencer Rattler, after the game, post-game interview. Tell me if this worries you at all. If you're an Oklahoma fan, put yourself in those shoes real quick. Boomer Sooner. I'm, I, I'm, I'm Spencer Rattler. You know, today, was, was. I'm glad we came out with that win. That was one of the most physical teams I've ever played. I'm Spencer Rattler talking about Tulane. Green wave. It can't. You can't say that. I told him. I was like, you just can't say that as Spencer Rattler, as the quarterback of Oklahoma. That can't be the most physical team you've ever played. You play better teams than that all the time. Not ideal, Spencer. Not ideal. Um, so, but yeah, so Heisman candidates. JT even didn't look great. Like a lot of people did. Now Bryce Young is going to shoot up the list, and he probably is going to be number one at this point. I would assume. But yeah, Yikes. it's it was a. Uh, Honorable mentions for not looking good. Vanderbilt losing 23-3 to East Tennessee State. Oh, my God. And LSU. LSU losing on the road. Chip Kelly, they're back. UCLA's back. Chip Kelly's back. The spread offense. The spread offense. Look at look at college football. What year is it? Clemson, Georgia, 10-3. Everybody else, low scoring. Uh, North Carolina, low scoring. Penn State, Wisconsin, 16-10. Doesn't score until, like, the third quarter, somebody. Well, like Chip good. Kelly, 38 points, beating LSU. The spread offense. The spread offense. It's back. <laughs> Indiana, uh, Iowa, number 17-18. little upset from uh, number 18. Beats uh, Indiana. Penix looked really rough. Only scored six points. So, What'd Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa State, number uh, seven. Texas, Nearly are they beat- back? Texas is back a little bit. I thought that Louisiana team was going to give them a little more hell. Um, Iowa State loses, wins 16-10 over Northern Iowa. Sets up college game day in Ames next week for Iowa-Iowa State. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, Notre Dame nearly gets upset by Florida State, Zach. That makes that Florida State game look a little more interesting for Clemson. Um, Every game is interesting after that Georgia game. That's true, too. Um, Notre Dame looks like they may have a bit of a quarterback with Cohen, but at the same time, they did let Florida State almost come back. Mackenzie Milton with Florida State coming back from that terrible leg injury a couple (laughs) years ago. Fantastic story to see that. Speaking Um, of Georgia, so uh, nightmares for you, perhaps, Daniel. A tongue of Viola in college football. Talia. Yeah, Maryland went... 26 of 36, three touchdowns against the Mountaineers in the I, 30. I was watching that game. Great game, man. Really was. One of, the, bomb. one of the games of the week, I would say. What, the were weekend. Top, what were your top three games of the weekend, Daniel? Uh, Probably do give me, obviously, number one for me, just Georgia and Clemson, because as far as like intensity, that was one of the most intense games I've ever watched. Uh, And then uh, probably that Maryland-West uh, Virginia game. Penn State-Wisconsin was a good game. Uh, and then really, personally, I really did enjoy watching the Tulane-Oklahoma game just because I was watching, like, cheering on Tulane. They were so close. Um, so this tonight, you get a little uh, Ole Miss, a little Louisville. Uh, Lane Kiffin not coaching due to COVID-19. Uh, although Does he uh, text in plays? I you think he, te- he tweets No, you play? can't have anything. You can't, like, they the player and people on the sideline can't have any communication device outside of, like, headset to each other. Hypothetically um, speaking, if Lane Kiffin wasn't at the game, how would what would be the douchiest Lane Kiffin? Oh, he's, pay, he's paying money for just flying play suggestions on over the, back the of stadium. Play. But the defense would see it at that but point. But it's like you do it like a NCAA where you have three plays, and, and the coaches just have to decide one of the three. So the defense is looking up. They're like, all right, are we going middle, left, or right? You got to figure out which one you're going. It's like playing play an NCAA with somebody on this couch with you. 
I'm thinking Lane Kiffin's sending Snapchats of his Ooh. plays to well, his, to his offensive yes. coordinator. Lane Kiffin's going to have to figure out something at home. COVID nineteen, although a hundred percent vaccination across the board at Ole Miss. You know, well done, cool, crazy stuff there. I did not expect that, but uh, you know, and Lane Kiffin said he's feeling good, not not feeling any symptoms, which is good. Um, Zach, week two. Couple teams. This is we. I just talked about this with South Carolina ECU. That's dangerous. Kansas on Friday night going to Coastal Carolina. Kansas is going to lose. They just got their first win in a hundred in six hundred and sixty-seven days of football on Saturday. And now you're going to lose again. What are you doing? You got big game. Oregon number eleven. Ohio State. Super excited. Although Oregon uh, defensive end that could win a Heisman potentially. Uh, first pick of the draft, most likely, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, goes down with an ankle injury, although they said just a sprain, just a sprain, so he should be good to go for that game. Florida traveling to South Florida, another ranked team going on the road at a team you shouldn't go to. Dangerous. South Florida did get their butts kicked by NC State. They did. They did. 45-0. But I'm just saying, don't go to these places. Charlotte should have never beat Duke, and it happened. Texas A&M at Colorado. That's an interesting Iowa, game. Little Iowa State ranked matchup. Little, college uh, game day. Midwest action. First time. That'll be the uh, first time they're in Ames. Uh, their second time they'll be in Ames ever. So cool stuff. And little Clemson. Washington going to Michigan. Washington come off a loss to Montana last week, this past Saturday. First win for Montana against Oregon since like the 80s. Cool Pittsburgh, stuff. Tennessee. Little ACC, SEC action. And uh, Georgia Clemson both playing Cupcake U's next week. At the same time, both got to watch out, man. That's always worrisome to me coming off massive games like that. The next week you got the Cupcake component. Like, we're playing 3.30. So, uh, but, yeah, and y'all have a weird kickoff time, too. Five o'clock. A little five in the afternoon. That's going to be tough to watch. Like, you can't catch a lot of good games watching the five o'clock SC State Clemson game, you know. (laughs) First game of the season, I hate to tell you. We're partying. A uh, major game, though, next week. One that I think anybody and everybody should be watching if you're a college football fan. Watch that Texas-Arkansas game. ESPN 7 o'clock. I think it'll be interesting. May not. It could be a blowout. Longhorns? But Texas Longhorns going to uh, Sue Piggy. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. See if uh, Sam Pittman can get a first big, big win for that uh, for that school. Um, college football, man, it's back full swing. I love it, Zach. I'm thrilled. I was up early, watched all college game day, watched all the games, basically. Good shit. Love it. Corso picked the dogs. Corso picked the dogs back on live game day. I mean, it felt just right having him back there. So, overall, fun stuff. Tough start for Clemson. Happy start for the dogs. But, you know, still y'all have everything ahead of you, and y'all are the best team in the ACC still. Zach, NFL starting this week. We had a fantasy draft last night to build off, get us ready, hyped up, you know, got ready for the for the season. Uh, Thursday night, kicking off with a little Tom Brady versus who is it? It's Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. No, no, it is your third Bucks at Bucks hosting Cowboys. Dak coming up back off the leg injury. So uh, that's Thursday, Sunday. You get a couple notable games. We talked about it last week. Mac Jones versus Tua, Dolphins, Patriots. 
Uh, I think the Washington Chargers game could be really interesting. You little Jets Panthers. Sam I'm excited Darnold. for some Sammy D. We're I wonder what the power of the Sam is going to be like. Uh, and man, Sonny D should really just partner up with Sam Darnold. I mean, you Sonny. might as well. There's so many obvious partnerings as like they just won't take advantage of. I don't understand people. My second fantasy draft starts in three minutes and twenty five seconds. Daniel, have what fourth, pick number? Fourth. All right, so we're going to pick live on the pod. Live uh, pod pick. Steelers pills, that'll be interesting. You also get a little uh, Jags-Texans. I'm full-blown Jags fan. Full All Jags, Jags full-blown. I'm back to the Bills. I'm not falling off my Bills train. I love Josh Allen, love the Bills. We picked up, you know, got Stephon Diggs still. Go Bills. It's going to be tough well, in the AFC Mafia. Championship when Trevor Lawrence and the Jags eliminate the Bills. Browns-Chiefs. You think that's an upset? I can think, I think that could be an upset alert. Hey, this is the best Browns team potentially of all time. In a long time, for sure. Potentially of all time. But uh, Packers Saints will be interesting. The then Browns Monday night, too. kicking Monday night football off with a great Ravens Raiders in Vegas. You say great? Is this the first home game in Vegas? Uh, no, this is the second year they'll be playing in Vegas. Oh, wow, whoops. So. <laughs> um, yeah, week one, good stuff. I'm excited, but like, Zach, how do you feel about the in a, in the how do you feel about your fantasy team? What you got as for team name? What you got? Uh, I have two funny team names. Uh, the one I'm about to draft are the Lucky Strikes. So uh, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I thought it was funny. I picked like the oldest cigarette in America as my uh, team name. And then in my other league, 1993 Jeff Gordon. I love that. I, we have, so I said to Zach. We were drafting last night, and he changed his name before, like, you know, during the draft, before the draft or whatever. And when that popped across screen, the name 1993 Jeff Gordons are on the board. And I was like, that's Zach Liddington. <laughs> it's a great team name. I'm not changing it. Because some years I like my team name evolves as the year goes on. If I base it around a player, I was thinking about uh, the my ball Zach Ertz, and I was going to get Zach Ertz. But Zach Ertz is terrible, apparently. He's a has-been. pick up Zach Ertz in and again. Then, uh, I had the I was a uh, riding Fitz Magic for a while. One of my all time favorite team names was uh, Dude Where's My Farve. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but I'm excited. 1993 Jeff Gordon got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Got uh, Nick Chubb, Mike Davis, Tyreek Hill, uh, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones, Mike Gusecki, Trevor wow. Lawrence, Marvin Jones. Browns got, defense got a squad Young out there. Ho. Holy cow! <laughs> you picked up one of the dogs. I picked up Tiger. I got T. Higgins. Yeah, like that second receiver. Kyle Pitts picked up Kyle Pitts in this league. I wanted him wow. in my other league, but didn't get the chance to. So went ahead and snagged him in this league. Name wise, dude, you were like the obviously I told you the other the the other league name Amino Acids. That's great. That's a good one. Love the little damn Levitard nod. Right now, Justin Herbert being my quarterback. I decided Justin Herbert's haircut was the name of the team, <laughs> but I couldn't get a picture loaded in of Justin Herbert's haircut during the press conference. And so now I'm like, I got to change it because like, it's so hard to get those pictures to load in sometimes mm-hmm. from the internet. So I need to change it. I don't know what I'm going to go. I don't know how many, I don't have many inside jokes on Justin Herbert. I mean, I got ready. Alvin Kamara. I got Ch- I got Clyde Edwards Lair. You have Chiefs. Alvin Kamara. I got Alvin Kamara. And the Clyde sun will Ed- come out. The sun will. The sun will come out. Kamara. Kamara. Oh wow. The sun will come out. Kamara. Uh, your bottom dollar. So yeah, I picked up. I picked up. I got Kamara. heavy on. I got pretty good running backs. Uh, a lot of people talk about running back struggles. Got good running backs. Draft day, baby. Draft day. Draft has started. I got. I picked up Damian Harris, picked up Alvin Kamara, and Clyde Edwards. 
I'm dude. That I'm, was solid three. Edwards Hilaire. So this is exciting. So we're gonna have to just take over. It's now the second pick in the draft. Daniel McCaffrey was the first pick. We're literally gonna build my fantasy team. At least my first. Like, Let's pick get a here. couple picks in here. We're, yeah, we definitely we got a couple minutes before we get out yeah, of here. I think it we was should quick do this. first pick. That's why I was like high alert now. But I'm I'm baking. The on first Derek couple Henry. rounds go so fast. That's Derek the best Henry. thing. You want Derrick Henry? I like Derrick Henry as a pickup. Very solid I think choice. So. Either that, Kamara. Uh, the sun will come out, Kamara. Do I have Derrick Henry in my other league? My Yahoo league, I really like my team, but we played two keepers, so I kept DK and Julio as my two first receivers, Whew, DK, which is quite uncommon. Rookie DK, one of the best pickups for me ever. Jonathan Taylor, AJ Dillon. All right, Dan. Um, we've been doing a lot of top fives or top lists today. Give me your top three rookie pickups you've ever done. Top three rookies you've ever had. I can stall and give you my top three rookies. Okay, give had. me it. I got the I got right. I got the sound effects ready for you. All right, number three. Rookies I've ever picked up. Zach's pick, real quick. Right. For the actual draft. All right. What you on. got? Okay. Hold on. Hold on list. Okay, let's see who's been picked so far. So 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 far, Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara were the two and three picks. So both of my <laughs> ideas. Those are ideas. Gone. So who you got? We have Dalvin Cook, Saquon, Travis Kelsey. Devonte Adams at the top. I don't. I want Saquon. I think it's either. I don't take case. I think. You, I think you either go Dalvin or you go Devonte Adams. Those oh, are my man. suggestions. But if you want, I just Saquon. I don't know what he's going to be coming off that injury, and then also I did it. I mean, he's more like what you got, Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams. Bam. Okay, solid receiver <laughs> to start. Now you got to go running back number two. Running back. To the second pick, absolute. All right, well. All right, top three. Top three. Number three. Trey Sermon. I'm banking on this year, baby. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> is that really a cheer for it? We don't even know yet. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm thinking Trey Sermon's going to be the best. But uh, I honestly couldn't think of a third one that could perform. But I definitely have two. Okay. So I definitely have two rookies that I've picked up. All right, number two. DK Metcalf. Little did I know. Well, I didn't know. If you watched his NFL combine, DK Metcalf was destined for great. Oh, number three was Alvin Kamara. Number three was Alvin Kamara. I picked up Alvin Kamara based off of his draft, too. Woo! Number <laughs> but, three. All right. Shane, you're out of here, scratch. Trey Sermon. A little scratch. He was great. But anyways, uh, DK was still a little better his rookie year. Number one, though. All-time best rookie pickup. Odell Beckham Jr. I worked with a guy who was a Giants fan. That's a strong three. And he said, Odell Beckham Jr. from LSU is going to be great. And I did it. I picked him up off the waiver wire. Didn't even draft him. Odell. I think I did the same for DK. No, I drafted DK. Anyways, Dan, you got three? All right, I'm going <laughs> to give you three. Number three. All right, number three for me. This is going to be like you. I'm going one off the board that it took this year. Kyle Pitts. Although that's poor to play, I really don't love that fact. But anyways, Go, number two for me. You just lost it? I just had it. I lost it. Oh, my gosh. It was running back. Number one. <laughs> Who do you play for? Oh, we're not cutting it. We're not cutting <laughs> I'm it. Who, who is it? Uh, How many years ago? I can't remember now. I've been playing. Empty your mind. For a couple 
two years. Did he play for Georgia? No, it wasn't a Georgia. DeAndre back. Swift. No, I didn't take Swift. Oh man, did I take? I may. Have, uh, Zach, I can't remember now. This is a shit segment. This is why the the spot number one. I don't have a number <laughs> one, Zach. Like I can't think of like any rookies that I picked up right now. Like in the past few, like I literally can't. It was I'll a hard. Look. It was a hard three list. Like, oh, bro. Like I don't. Yeah. Like who a, the fuck <laughs> have I picked up in my fantasy leagues? I, I think this segment's going perfectly. Dude, I can't even remember who I picked up in fantasy history. Mine were pretty notable, so I, I mean it was. I mean, like DK, I, but like I can't remember. Did I take DK in his first year? I don't remember. Justin Jefferson. I took T Higgins last year. Hey, number That's two. That's a fair one. T, T Higgins, Higgins is fair, but <laughs> T Higgins really was like I literally played him twice. Like not useful. Like Rondell Moore took him this year. Number one. <laughs> Great top three. <laughs> we are so cutting some of that out. That was guys. hilarious. That I say tough. keep all of it. Keep it all in. Give it all. Content. Content. All right, Zach. We got anything else? Fantasy, NFL. We talked the Triumph. But come on, Triumph. Come out of the Chattanooga game Saturday, 7 o'clock. You know where it is. Legacy card charter. It's almost my second pick. Second pick, what do we got? Tyreek Hill still on the board. Tyreek Hill. Be quiet. I don't oh. want anyone to hear it. But at the same time, you got to take a running back. We said this. We got to take a running oh. back. Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's not my pick yet. All right. We're not going to. Unless everybody just wants to. We could take a vote from the audience. Does, does everyone just want to hear me draft for the next 30 minutes? <laughs> a vote from a. Say nothing if you want to hear the rest. <laughs> that sounds like they do. <laughs> do you have a crickets button on there? What's awkward? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you just press a random sound? <laughs> Did that last week. It worked out. We're trying it. Woo! Oh, I'm on the board. On the board, Zach. Tyreek Hill. I'm going to look at available running backs. Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Edwards Hilaire. Wow, where did all the running backs go? Najee Harris may be the guy you need Josh to take Jacobs. right now. Maybe, but like Josh Jacobs, do you think they're going to be great? Well, I did it. Go with Josh Jacobs, all right? No, I didn't. I did Najee Harris. Najee, I like that. All Najee's right. going to be, they're going to lean on Najee for sure. Somebody's going to take Tyreek Hill and they're going to kill the league because I didn't. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy week two of college football. Enjoy week one of NFL football. And hopefully you don't get too mad about fantasy Clemson, like everybody score a touchdown. does. Clemson, try to score a touchdown. Georgia, score an offensive touchdown. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, A Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.